Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of the Bench Mop here on the 48 Minutes Basketball Network. I am Tim Daniel. We got three of us with us today. We're without Ben Brown, uh, but that's okay. Uh, because we do have with us, as always, our excellent crew, Mr. Sean Mackey himself. What is going on? Hey, buddy. You doing all right? I'm doing fine, man. Had some technical difficulties, but we're ironing those out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're glad you're here. And also joining us, I'm not even going to try to replicate what Ben does to introduce him because it wouldn't be fair. Um, and I would horribly butcher it. Uh, but our good friend and hopefully yours, Mr. Joshua Hayes. How are you, pal? Evening, fellas. How we doing? Good, man. Good. Ready to talk some play-in basketball and kind of give our thoughts on these games. Um, obviously, now we are at the point where it is do or die for these teams and a lot of fun these couple days. The One of these games was probably proof that we should not have a play-in tournament anymore. We should just go back to the top eight. We'll get to yeah. that, I'm sure. Um, but wanted to kind of get together, talk about this before we see kind of maybe get together later in the week and kind of do a full playoff prediction once we know how everything's going to be lined up. Um, but this is going to be fun. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into it with the first game. Uh, on Tuesday, we have the number seven Brooklyn Nets against the number eight Cleveland Cavaliers. Both teams have the same regular season record, but the Nets did take the season series three games to one this year. Uh, the one win was um, the infamous game when Kyrie Irving said, to the Cleveland Cavalier fans, I got you guys a championship and you MFers are very ungrateful, which sure pal. Um, but <laughs> kind of looking at this matchup here, you know, obviously it was just kind of, we kind of expected this to be the case, but it was just set in stone that uh, the Cavaliers will be without Jared Allen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so that definitely hurts quite a bit. Although, you know, the Nets are without Ben Simmons, but this game kind of feels pretty easy. It's Brooklyn at home. They win, they go to Boston, Um, Cleveland wins, and they're obviously in. They go to Miami. Yeah, Miami is the one seed. I think that's how that works. I can't remember. Um, But regardless, you know, obviously, this is the big matchup here for this, probably the highlight of of these four games. Um, I think Brooklyn's favorite pretty big. I'll have to pull it up again real fast. But, gentlemen, when you kind of look at this matchup particularly, how do you kind of see – this line up and play out. Don't give your predictions just yet. Cause that's on the next slide. By the way, the Nets are eight and a half point favorites. So how do we, I'm sorry. You said, how do we feel this is going to go or what our initial thoughts are? I'm sorry. what you just, what did you say? You cut out. Yeah. Kind of just talk about how, what you think about the game, but don't give your prediction just yet. I'm waiting until the next slide to give our predictions. I think this game's going to be a little bit tighter than people expect to be honest with you. Um, Obviously, Jared Allen being out, that, that really, really does hurt the the defense for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But the Nets have, you know, the best, if not one of the best players in, in basketball right now. So I, I, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, give them the edge. I don't. I, so, so the Nets 
actually have to lose two games to be out, correct? Right. right. Yeah. So th- whoever so, loses two games is done, basically. So so do the Nets rather <coughs> want to play Miami or do they rather want to play Boston? Probably Boston, I'd say. Well, and if, if that's the case, then I, I say the Nets win. You know, there, there's just too much offense for um, Cleveland. I don't think Cleveland in a, in a shootout can hang with them. Um, and I also think the Nets have been cherry picking. You know, they've been like randomly like playing guys here and there, you know, saving guys, not playing them DNPs. So I think when come playoff time, I think the Nets like lineup and rotation is going to look completely different. I mean, you're probably going to get you know Josh, thirty plus minutes. Yeah. Do Do you think that they're playing possum a little bit? That's That's kind of what I've been thinking. Not Not necessarily with Ben Simmons, but just with everybody else. Um, they used Blake Griffin a lot in the playoffs last year. Um, that sounds terrible. It does, doesn't yep. it? <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't really know what's going on with like Lamarcus Aldridge. Um, but like none of these guys have really been seeing the floor that much. And I, I just think that they're probably saving them for a push in the playoffs. So that's my take. I think, I, I think the nets cover the spread. Yeah. I, I also am taking the nets, but for this whole, like the nets, like Kyrie and KD alone can make this happen thing is kind of crazy. Uh, because when you go through, after Durant and Irving, you know, you're like, oh, Carson, what's his name? Kessler Edwards, Bruce Brown, Andre Drummond, Cam Thomas. I like Cam Thomas. And of course, Patty Mills, Nick Claxton. You're like, it's not super deep. It's deep enough to be Cleveland. Yes. But uh, I, mean, I definitely will stay that. So we'll go ahead here. And yes, our full staff picked the Brooklyn Nets to advance and go ahead and seal their playoff spot in this game, which means Cleveland will end up be playing the winter of the next matchup in the East, the nine 10 being the Atlanta Hawks and the Charlotte Hornets. And this was a two, two split throughout the season. This is the one I feel like of the four that is like the most evenly matched in a good way because yeah, the Spurs and Pelicans are evenly matched, but like no one wants to watch that game. Let's just kind of be honest here. Um, spread on this is, um, the Hawks, four and a half point favorites. So obviously, I like this matchup. The obviously everyone wants to tune in for Lamella Ball versus Trey Young, um, and I'm I'm there with it as well. I'm very excited for that matchup. But how do you guys? What are your guys' thoughts when you kind of see how this game lines up? Well, um, Atlanta made noise last year. Um, I think they've came out this year as uh, frauds. Uh, mm-hmm. as, as Tim would like to <laughs> say <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> um, accurate. I think that, uh, I think the Hornets with LaMelo ball, you know, they have a good shot at this. I'm th- like you said, this is one of the more evenly matched play in games. And I think this one's going to be tight and I think it's going to go down to pretty much the last second. Um, I don't know why, but I just feel like it's going to get really, really, really tight with these guys. Um, but um, it's it's weird that the Hawks are here from where they were last year. Like it it kind of shocks me, but then again, it also doesn't shock me if that makes sense. Doesn't shock me a bit. I know, <laughs> not one bit. 
Um, I like the way that the, the Hawks have been playing the last, uh, I guess last even month of the season, you know, they've, they've won some big games here and there. Uh, I feel like Trey young has really kind of put them on his shoulders and, and kind of done what he's needed to do as a leader. I know I saw the stat that came out today that, you know, Trey, Trey young led the NBA in points and assists, but obviously, you know, when you take as many shots as he does <laughs> and shoot as many free throws as he does, like that's, that's definitely a possibility, but I, I really like um, how their roster is constructed. Um, you know, they've been getting some huge play out of Bogdanovich, especially since he came back from being hurt and, you know, they sneakingly get some good play from like Deandre Hunter who, um, you know, comes off the bench is kind of like their backup point guard. And ever since they got rid of Cam Reddish, they've been a different ball club. And um, I, I, um, I think the Hawks is the one team that if they were to get into the playoffs and they get that spot against Miami, uh, they played Miami really tough the other day. Um, I think the game came down to the very end. I think they could give Miami some fits in that series. I agree. Um, I look at this kind of, I look at this matchup and you know, it's very even um, like you said, like I really like the Charlotte team. I like how they're built. Um, you know, getting Montrezl Harrell ended up being a really good get for yep. them. He really filled in really well with what they needed. You could see him and LaMelo really developed nice chemistry with their PNRs. Um, you know, Miles Bridges has been tremendous, probably, you know, is going to be a finalist for most improved player. If not, might may just win it if John Morant doesn't, which we've talked about a million times. John Morant should not be in that category. He should be in the MVP category. Yep. We'll get to that another time. Um, That'll be that'll be that'll be a later episode during this time when uh, the, it comes out. But um, yeah, I think that this is a fun matchup. But it comes down to, in a situation like this, who do you trust more? And I think I trust Trey Young more at this moment than Lamelo. Not to say in a couple yep. years I won't. Um, but having guys like John Collins, Danilo Gallinari, Kevin Herter. I just think they're going to be a little too much. I think it's close. I think Charlotte really gets some hello fights. They're really well coached and they have a good basketball team. Um, but I am going with the Hawks. Yeah, I think the uh, Trey Young has played so well lately. And I, I know it's this kind of, I know he's only been in the league for a couple of years, but he's 23 years old. And it's just like you see the consistent points he puts up every single night. And he's just, he just goes out and balls, man. He's not a defender. He just he takes a bunch of shots. He makes a bunch of shots. He misses a bunch of shots. That's what he does. That's but what he does. He's not a truly efficient player, but he does get points up. And you know, I got to give it to him, man. I think I, I agree. I think he's. I think he's going to win this one. So Ben picked Charlotte. Interesting. He did. He's not here to defend himself and give his opinion on why. Um, but. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I, I would love to see Charlotte win. I think it'd be really fun to see Charlotte versus Cleveland in a winner-take-all game. Yeah. It would. I agree. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be a blast, especially uh, Evan Mobley's been back now for a few weeks. Yeah. Um. So I think that that would be really, really cool. Kind so. of a kind of a battle of the young guns. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Darius Garland versus LaMelo Ball in a mm-hmm. winner-go-home. Mm-hmm. Sign me up for that. Yep. Yeah, I think, I think we're all glad to see Cleveland at least be in – um, you know, if there weren't these play-in games, Cleveland would be in the playoffs right now. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I would I would consider that a success for them as a, as the season. And um, you know, the crazy part is, is a week ago, 
um, Brooklyn was the 10 seed. Like they weren't even in the playoffs mm-hmm. and they, they mm-hmm. snuck all the way into the seven. So um, kudos to them too. Yeah. But uh, uh side story though, Trey Young is, is actually having probably his best season as a pro shooting wise, even though we all talk about how bad he shoots. Um, you know, he shot splits of 46, 38 and 90 which isn't horrible, but it's that's very good. Actually, that's no. good for him. That's good for him. And way, way better than what he used to be at. Yeah. That's uh, good for everyone. Not named like Steph Curry or <laughs> Damian Lillard. Or, mm-hmm. You know, like hell Duncan Robinson wishes he could put those numbers up and he's in the NBA as a shooter. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So this is what the staff had as far as like who gets the last spot um, splits. So Josh and I felt comfortable saying that Atlanta will be good enough to win two games because we feel like without Jared Allen, uh, they should be able to beat Cleveland. But Sean and Ben, really high on the Cavaliers, still sneaking in and getting that last spot. So um, I hope you're right because I want to keep watching Evan Mobley play basketball. Um, but yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's pretty cool that we're actually like kind of have a coin flip on this. So if if Jared Allen was playing, I may have I would for sure Cleveland. pick the Cavs. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't sure would have. I didn't see that he was he was cut from that until after I gave you my predictions. So uh, that's that's kind of why I went with that. But we'll see. Yeah, I, I can't believe I'm rooting for Cleveland to win anything. I'll just be completely honest with you. <laughs> They're a fun team. It's man. a sports fan. They got all those guys on young contract. They're young guys on good contracts. They have money. They actually have draft assets. Like, yep. And the thing about this is, if the Cavaliers lose out, they don't make it. They're a really good young team that gets a lottery pick, like a late lottery pick. So yeah, they, they win either way. So kudos for them. I think really the only team that doesn't win either way, if this doesn't go their favor is the Hawks, just because of what they did last year, the expectation they set is yeah. the only reason. So, yep. All right. So let's go to the West real quick. And our first game we have is the number nine Minnesota Timberwolves. who will be home for this game, hosting the number 10 LA Clippers. Uh, the Clippers did though play very well in the series against Minnesota where they took three of the four games. Uh, obviously Paul George has come back and been on a mission. He's mm-hmm. been tremendous. Yep. Um, we've spoken very highly about what Minnesota has been able to do this year with guys like with what cats done, how Anthony Edwards has really taken the next step. Um, Pat Beverly really kind of helping this team find an identity. And the fact that Pat Beverly is playing in a game against his former team that he has to win to stay in the playoffs is excellent television. I love this matchup on paper. Um, I think both teams really bring something new and dynamic. Obviously, if there's Kawhi Leonard, I think we all feel way different about this game. But um, I'm, I'm stoked for this game. You know, the Clippers were 42 and 40. They got hot there at the end. Um, you know, the other night I know it was against like skeleton crews, but Amir coffee at 35 points to show what he can bring to them. Uh, we've talked about Brandon Boston, what he can bring to them up off the bench throughout the season. So this is going to be a fun one. I really like this matchup a lot. Yeah, I, um, I think that we may have messed that up. I think that that's actually the seven, eight matchup, oh. and not the nine, 10. So you're right. Both, so you're both of these teams right. have a chance to win or lose and still have a chance to get in. Yeah. Um, I think the Clippers are, are going to benefit huge from having Paul George back and being fresh. I mean, I think he played what 50 game or he missed 50 games. Yeah. Or, I mean, he missed a lot of games. I know that, um, which made them have a lot of guys step up. So they have, I feel like the Clippers have, especially if, if, if Kawhi was playing even without him, I feel like they got probably one of the deepest rotations in all of basketball. 
Yeah, their bench um, guys. Are they just really got good. tons of bench guys that that play, and and any given night, one of those guys can step up. Like you said, Luke Kennard can step up. Uh, Terrence Mann, uh, Morris Senior, uh, obviously Reggie Jackson. You know, was kind of carrying the load last year in the playoffs. So, like, that's a dangerous team. That's a team that I would not want to play in a series in the playoffs, especially after what they did last year. Yeah, I agree. But you got the Timberwolves who, who are kind of young and fun. Um, we kind of seen their progression this year as well, too. So Chris this Finch might already be got a one of the, extension. yeah, this might be yeah. one of the better, if not the best game of all the playing games. Could yeah, be, I think it, it is. Could be. It could be. Yeah. All right. So like I said, shall we go ahead and get to our thoughts and our predictions? Go up. for it. All right. The three of us took the Clippers, and Ben, being the odd man again, <laughs> is feeling that Carl Anthony Towns fever and takes Minnesota. Um, I think, you know, I don't want to speak for you guys. Minnesota. By any means. Um, I would love to see Minnesota win. I think it'd be awesome to see Anthony Edwards guaranteed oh, yeah. in a playoff spot. Um, though, we'll get to the next game here in a second, I think. I think Minnesota will win that one when they have to, but we'll get to that. Um, I just think the Clippers are too deep, like Josh said. He just named, like, six different guys they can trust <laughs> to score 25 a night if they need yep. to um when they shorten their rotation they're gonna give teams fits so if they win this as the seven seed not the nine seed um tim they will be they would then go on and they would be playing i mean the eight seed whatever they would play memphis and i think i would pick them to beat memphis and it's not because i don't love john jaron i don't really love that team Ooh, i just think that the playoff experience is really going to matter um, so I hope well, I'm wrong. Well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing that like, I've been thinking about like the whole year. So let's say, you know, LA wins this game. We think they will because Paul George is like you said, he's on a mission right now. Yeah. Um, and that's the, my main reason for putting on this because he's one of those guys when he's motivated to do something, especially when he's like, against a wall and he's on his own. I feel like he does his best work, but let's say they end up winning a playoff series, you know, and while Kawhi has been listed out for, for the game against the Timberwolves, he's back playing three on three basketball again. Do they secretly just bust him out? If they get up to another, you know, is it like, do you think like he decides he's going to come back if they get into a good situation i think he'd have to be playing five on five first um it's great to see him playing three on three and being in like practice and stuff um but you know if he's not playing full five on five full court like taking contact i'm just not ready for that but but here's the thing with him he's so mysterious and that's true like and i always said true and i always feel like there is some sort of weird thing with him where if he doesn't want to play he doesn't play if he does want to play. He will play. Like he's one of those, he's one of those guys. So I don't know, man, I would not count him out on this. If they got into a situation and he was just like, you know what? I'm going to blow this shit up and, and we're going to win everything. Would that be the craziest story of all time? If like LA ended up making it to, you know, the Western conference finals. <laughs> With Kawhi back. I mean, that would, that would have every NBA team re-examine how their stars play. Like, let's just bench them the whole year, you know? We'll just bust yeah. him out at the end. We'll just crawl into the playoffs. We'll crawl in and then the we'll unleash him. The league would be him. so pissed. 
I know, but it would be, so it would it would expose so much bullshit though. If that happens, <laughs> you know, I guarantee that we have a rule in the next CBA meeting that says if you do not play during the regular season, you cannot play in the playoffs. Right? I guarantee that happens. And you know the crazy thing is, is none of us know how healthy he is. Right. That's no, what, yeah. I mean, we've barely heard anything about him. They were so nonchalant last year when he got hurt. It was like, well, did he tear his ACL? What, what, like, there were like. It was, yeah, so it was the, a complete mystery. So the last thing we heard was a partial tear. A partial tear. Yeah. Not yeah. even a full tear, but a partial tear. Was that even official or was that like a was I, that I don't a even rumor? think it was official? It just yeah. that's what we're, they were, you know, saying it was a partial tear. I mean, because last year I thought they were even talking he may even be back for the you know the Western yeah. Conference Finals. Exactly. And he hasn't played the whole year. So what the hell's going on? People were like, remember people were pissed off because he like wasn't on the bench with the team during the playoffs last year. Like people were actually mad about that. Yeah. Like, he's not a real leader. Cause he's, I'm like, this is so stupid. You guys are the sports narratives that everyone throws out. I'm like, whatever. Um, I will say with what you're saying, Sean, I think one of the true advantages the Clippers have, and I think it's time this guy really gets his flowers and we've given him credit. You know, he's been really good. Um, but I think Ty Lue has really proven that he is one of the elite coaches in the NBA. Yeah, I think what he's been able to do with the rotation, how he balances out these minutes, guys love playing for him. The Lakers yeah. really fucked up not bringing him in because hey, I was they wanted to say, LeBron happy. I didn't want to. I didn't want to bring the Lakers up. But I was really <laughs> about to say, hey, remember that time when he really when he wanted to coach the Lakers and they were like, nah, we're good. Yeah, they were like, we'll Come take on, you, man. but Jason Kidd has to be on your staff. How's that looking? Jason Kidd and Ty Lue are head coaches elsewhere now. But yeah, yeah. so. I, I, I think Ty Lue, X's and O's wise, is going to be such a big advantage for the Clippers in this game and going on, uh, which brings us to the game that's like the the odd man out of these playing games that everyone's like, huh, whatever, no one really cares. And that is the actual nine seed New Orleans Pelicans hosting the 10 seed San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs did take the series lead 3-1 this year. Uh, and look, I don't expect you guys to give like a like a big like basketball breakdown here because no one wants to watch this game. I don't no want to one. watch this game, and I love no. basketball. Um, but I will say, if New Orleans had Zion and Brandon Ingram, I'd be like, all right, cool, pencil man. Oh, absolutely, they don't have either of them. absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's like I'm not going to sign up for the CJ McCollum show right now. I don't give a shit. Right. Okay. I, I I mean, not that he's he's playing terrible or anything, you know, but. I just there's no excitement in this in this game. The the Spurs team that they have currently on the floor, they're it's a transitional team. It's not a they were given the play in spot. They didn't want they it. Were, they were they didn't it want it. it. They yeah, and they were forced into it because it's your mom's like you Christmas said, sweater that you get at Christmas that you don't want. Yeah, yeah. That was the like, Spurs Thanks, playoffs. this is great. I really appreciate it. You know, so <laughs> if Pop ends up getting <laughs> into an actual series. <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to get himself thrown out of every game? What's he going to do? Yep. <laughs> oh, yep. man. Yeah. And with that being said, I picked the Spurs. Oh, you're going for it. Okay. Okay. I just feel like without Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum cannot win this game on his own. I don't know. Man. I, I love Herb Jones. I love Jose Alvarado. We obviously know I love Najee Marshall. Um, but. Deontay Murray is probably the best player in this game. And he is. I think like this is a guy who's been who's like proven all year. He's ready to take the next step. And even though Pop might not want this game, 
I guarantee you that Murray does. Uh, so I think that he's going to take the, take this one over, and he's going to give the Spurs one more night of basketball to play Minnesota. Yeah, I I can see that happening. I can see it. Yeah, I I don't know, man. There's just there's something that tells me that that McCollum is going to do some sort of crazy heroics or something, and that, that's that's my that's my reasoning behind this. You know, I think Murray definitely is the best player in the series. I'm not going to argue with that. I don't know. I just I have some sort of strange feeling. You know, it's really a shame that because the Spurs were so bad this year, you know, and they're on that Western time frame, that people didn't get to see Deontay Murray play more. I know, man. Yep. Um, yep. You know, so now you see guys like Ja Morant getting all this love and, like, I'm not saying he's Ja Morant level. Like, he's not that that showtime yet because he plays a different style of ball, but he's definitely he, – he's a baller. Like, he can, yeah. he can flat out ball. He's so good defensively. And he's such a good leader as far as like having the ball in his hands and setting up the offense. Yeah, I'm a big fan. So, by the way, just in case anyone's keeping score at home and listens to our show on a regular basis, uh, Josh and I have agreed on everything so far. And uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> I even, doesn't, well, that doesn't. When I saw you it. pick this, I was like, "Damn it, Tim!" <laughs> Normally, we are like at a point where we are totally disagreeing, but we are not there yet. Uh, and I don't think we'll be here either, uh, because. Once again, the three of us picked Minnesota to get this last spot, and then Ben picked the Clippers. Of course, we had Minnesota beating the Clippers. Um, so we both feel like the seven, eight teams are going to be the ones that get in on the West. Um, so, which sets up, and I kind of want to wait for everything to pan out before we get to those series and break them down. But if you guys want, we can kind of break down this series we know are going to happen for a few minutes. Um Obviously, us as Bulls fans are excited our team is in the playoffs. We're just not excited about the draw we got yeah. and the fact that we got to play the best player in the world in the best of four. I mean, in the best of seven um, without our point guard. And I just don't think the Bulls are going to have enough to get a game in the series, honestly. I think I think the Bucks are going to sweep them. It's, it's not even not having the point guard. It's just completely losing confidence at this point in the year. I mean, it's not even – it's not – I'm not going to throw – everything on Lonzo ball. That is not the problem that this team has right now. Um, number one, they had a really easy schedule at the beginning of the year and it made them look way better than they were. And they did win some decent games. They won, you know, a couple, there was a game against Cleveland that I thought that they were super tough on. They were, there was so many games at the beginning of the year where I was like, damn, these guys are, are really good. But it got more and more evident as the year went on that they couldn't beat elite teams or even somewhat elite teams. And so I'm, you know, I'm all out. This is going to end the way that the last time the bulls, the bulls and, and bucks played each other in the playoffs, except it's going to be like a total opposite. And I feel like Patrick Williams is actually going to get suspended at the beginning <laughs> of the season for pushing Antetokounmpo on a three, like at the end of a game, he's just going to get really frustrated and be like, that's it. We're not going to win. Fuck them. <laughs> So you call him sweep also? Absolutely. Absolutely. However, I will be praying for no, no sweep. I am too. I would so, just get, get me one. Give me the, one. They're, they're the world champs, man. And I, yeah. and I, I think they're going to repeat. So I'm like, I know. I, I, I'm there too. And I just yeah. feel like, I know you can make a case for a lot of different people, but I feel like right now, Giannis is still the best player in the world. So he is. 
I don't see. I don't even know if any of the games would be close. I don't either. No, <laughs> I don't either. They won't be. <laughs> there no. might be one game when like it's really close going into the fourth, and then like Giannis just takes over, and that's going to be the like our like thing that'll, we hang our hat on going into the off season. That'll be the first game, and that will destroy their confidence for the rest of the series. Yeah. So they'll get they'll get like this close, and then that'll be it. But yeah, it's it's going to be really. It's going to be a really, really, really bad series. And from going from the number one seed in the East to where they're at now, like I've never been so out on a team. Oh, but we'll go ahead and say that we've waited five years from the play in the playoffs. So we have, we I'm, have. I'm going to enjoy no matter yep. how it goes because they're there. Yep. Yeah. All right. So the other Eastern conference series, the four five, Philly and Toronto, and I really don't feel like this is much of a series either, um, though I do like how Toronto's played all year. I think Scotty Barnes has been tremendous. Uh, we talked about Siakam last week, what he's been able to do. Um, it's just, you know, and I know we've gotten on him, but it's normally the later rounds. First round, James Harden's fine. You know, yep. and then you got Embiid, obviously, who also is making a case for saying he should be the best player in the world. Actually, it was a JJ Redick listed his, and he's like, why don't you have Giannis in that list? And that was kind of awesome. I really yeah. dug that he said that. Um, but the only thing I really think gives like Toronto a little bit of like a dynamic that can give fits is games three and four. They know they're out without Matisse Seibel because he did not get vaccinated. Um, but I feel like this is going to be interesting. Yeah, I feel like James Harden and Joel Embiid are going to be enough. And I really could see a case where the Sixers win this in five, but I'm going to say six just to be safe. Six. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'll meet you there, Tim. I'll meet you at six. I think that sounds that sounds decent. But yeah, that I wasn't I was completely unaware about Tybalt. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Didn't even didn't even see that anywhere on the internet. I don't know how I missed that. That's I actually he, saw it today. Okay. Apparently okay. he got the first dose and decided not to get the second one because he said it wasn't beneficial or something. I don't know. I don't okay. want to put words in his mouth. Okay. Well, yeah. Six. I, I'm thinking that uh I don't know, man. The, the Raptors hit some kind of weird stride. Like, you know, they, I don't know. They're young. They're hungry. They're fun. Like you said, Tim, we were talking, like, Pascal Siakam's been playing out of his mind, like, the last, I don't even know how long. It's been a, a while, the last couple months of the season. Um, it's weird, like, they get rid of people, and then they still have pieces on their team somehow that just fit OG and yeah. Yep. We both, I'm sure, I'm sure we can all sit here and say is that we don't really think that Philly is that seed to begin with. Like they easily could just be the one seed. I mean, the the first, the one, the one through four uh, in the, in the East are pretty comparable to each other as far as like any of them could have been in that one spot. So I don't know if Toronto is a huge drop off. Like, the the end of the season, like they played themselves into the playoffs from the play in, and like just kept winning. And then I next thing you knew, they were in the six, and then they were in the yep. five, and like, all these teams kept dropping. So I don't know, man. I, I think it could be six with a potential game seven. Okay, that'd be fun. I would love it. It'd be a blast. Yeah. I just feel like Joel Embiid's really going to want revenge for the Kawhi Leonard shot, and he is not going to take any prisoners in this series. Oh yeah, you know I didn't, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I tell you what, man, he 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 definitely tried to put an exclamation point on trying to win the MVP in the last game of the season. Yeah, he yeah. did, man, for sure. And on the West, we'll go the three six. There is uh, Golden State and Denver, and it has been ruled. I wouldn't say official, but it's been ruled highly unlikely that you see Michael Porter or Jamal Murray come back for this playoff yeah. series, which we kind of all expected. Yeah. Um, I suspect Steph Curry will be back in the you know fairly soon. But I still feel like um, I still feel like Golden State, even with or without Steph Curry, is just gonna be enough for that whole team. Um, I love Jokic. I think he's tremendous. I think he very well could win a couple games in this series by himself. And Josh, you said that you could see the last series going seven. I think this does go seven. I think Golden State, if they get Steph Curry back, wins this in seven. Well, obviously, that's a big. That's the big. They don't win without Steph Curry. I think Agreed. he's too good of. Yeah. I don't think people give Steph Curry enough credit on how much he actually facilitates the offense when he's in the game, even though Draymond is the actual facilitator. Um, the other things that he does in the offense, creating space for everybody else because you have to have an eye on him at all times, makes that offense almost unguardable. Um, if he's back and he's healthy, and that's then they and Golden State has their full roster, like I, I see them making a run at the finals. Um, if Steph Curry's not 100%, like it's going to be rough for Golden State. So I could see why you would go seven. Yeah. I'll take them to win in seven, but would it shock me if Nikola Jokic just has another insane series and beats them? No. But like it almost reminds me of like when Anthony Davis was in New Orleans that one series when they played Golden State and he was like just incredible for four games and they didn't have enough to even get a game in it mm-hmm. still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it to the Warriors also. I'm going to say, oh, it's hard to say six or seven. So I'm probably going to be in the same range. It's it's in that range of, of what they're going to win. Um, I really, I, I haven't said this enough this season, but <sighs> Jordan Poole, man. I know. Hell of a season. Like, yeah, hell of a so season. Good. I mean, he he's averaging this year. This is wild. 18 and a half points a game. I mean, that's in three rebounds, four assists, and about one steal. Like, he has been solid production for them. And he scores um, efficiently. And... He's, yeah, very efficiently. Um, you know, so I I like I like him in a situation like this, especially when Steph Curry's not, not playing. Um, he's one of those guys who can kind of show off a little bit during this. And, you know, I think this is going to be a huge moment for him because, you know, Steph's already been ruled out for the first game, so I don't, they don't know when they're going to get him back. Is it going to be the second game? It'll be the third. Is it, will he? Play? You know who knows. Um, but um, I don't know. I'm going to go. Get, I'm going to give it to the Warriors. If the Nuggets had those two other guys, if it was Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. together, healthy, I'd probably lean Nuggets. Not even going to lie. Yeah, I just yeah. There's a lot of Kevon Looney. You're going to have to trust in this game on Jokic. You, you can't trust it. You can't. Yeah. And you got to throw Draymond there, which I know Draymond will like give him everything he's got. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. I just really feel like guys like Kuminga are really going to be really helpful for Golden State in this series. I like him. Defensive too. Ability. Yeah. Really, I really, really like him a lot. Him. Yeah. Which I did not coming out of the G League. I was like, maybe another year at the G League would be helpful. And he ended yeah. up showing I'm an idiot and don't know anything. So, <laughs> yeah. And Josh, did you give a pick or did you just kind of analyze real quick? I can't. Uh, I just analyze. I, I'm, I'm, it, 
I think it goes seven, like you said, but only because nobody knows when Curry's coming back to play. Yeah. Um, if he's ready by game two and he's good to go, I think Golden State could potentially close it out in six. Um, the longer he stays out, the more the Denver has a chance. Golden State like- is another team just like the Clippers, though. Like, they're deep. Like, they are, yeah. they're they're 10 guys deep. Um, and they always have somebody that randomly, you know, contributes every night. And, um, you know, you may get a good shooting night from from Lee. You may get something out of Kaminga. You may get something out of Porter Jr. You know, like, it, it's just weird. Like, their roster's constructed the way they wanted it. And um, they just got Iggy back, so I'm sure he'll play some playoff minutes. I'm sure he'll be out yeah. there on the floor, you know, to try to beat that other guy. But, like, I think the the healthy Golden State team is every bit of – they can give – Phoenix everything they can handle for a seven game series. My big question is does Wayne Ellington show up at one of these games to chase down Compazzo after his tweet last night <laughs> saying that? Oh man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that could really change some things. Um all joking aside, I'm really curious how Denver uses DeMarcus Cousins in this series because after his 10 day with Milwaukee and then he ended up going to Denver, he ended up being a pretty serviceable backup. Yeah. Um, had some really good games. So if he goes out there and plays well and like gives them something where like in those non Jokic minutes could really, really be interesting and beneficial for them. Yeah. Um, and then the last series that we know of that's guaranteed who's going to play who is the four seeded Dallas Mavericks versus the five seeded Utah Jazz. And this just kind of feels like it's going to be the Luca show, just what he was able to do post all star break this year. Um, it's not to say I dislike the Utah Jazz's talent, but you know, it seems like everything's been kind of going downhill there. Quinn Snyder's like heavily linked to the vacant Laker role now, which I don't know. I highly doubt he takes the job um, because it's a fucking gas fire. But um, you look at this Jazz team, and it seems like the Gobert Mitchell era is slowly coming to an end. We kind of discussed this a little bit last week's show. Um, but I just feel like the Mavs just have a lot. You can look at a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie. You can look at guy, you know, Maxi Kleber, um, obviously Luca, and you know Jalen Brunson, and the list goes on. Where like Utah's kind of relying, you know, they've been without um, a lot of their guys throughout the season, and you know we've seen play- playoff Rudy Gobert. It's very different than regular season Rudy Gobert. Um, so I'm taking the Mavs. I'm taking the Mavs in five. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and. I'm going to go Mavs in six, but also, yeah, I believe this is also going to be the Luca show. So yeah, I, this isn't like a series that I'm, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm not super pumped for the series. I'm not I'm either. Not, it's not, these are just not the jazz are just not a team that I get excited about. I'm it's been like that literally my whole life. I don't know why I want Donovan Mitchell to break the chains and, and, and go someplace else and get out of Utah and let Rudy Gobert just continue to win defensive player of the year by default every single freaking year. It's probably going to happen again. When you play Rudy Gobert in the playoffs, run a pick and roll on him. <laughs> it's only been proven evident the last five years. You know, what's really odd is um, so Dallas is plus 10 in the win column this year over last year. Yeah. Um, 
they are better defensively this year than they were last year. And they got rid of Porzingis in the process of that, which seems kind of odd, right? I mean, he's a no, rim. I can fully understand it. <laughs> but, I, then I, you, I, but then you almost understand it. So, um, <laughs> you know, the one the one thing that I see that's different, um, and I, I said this last year when this first happened, when we first found out it was going on, I think a bigger difference in this is Jason Kidd being the coach of the team. Um, yep. He's a point. He's point guard minded. I think he helps Luca with the ball in his hands. Um, Luca seems that he makes better decisions this year um, with the ball. Um, obviously, you know he almost got himself um, suspended, you know, the other night, and then got his technical rescinded. And he he needs to be better with the refs, but like he just seems a lot more under control to me than what he he was before. Um, and I attest a lot of that to Jason Kidd. I think the floor is a lot more spaced out too without Porzingis there. And they, those it other is. two bigs that they got, I think they do their job. They do what they're supposed to do and it helps. Um, I would love to see Dallas maybe next year, go get them another piece. Maybe they get Donovan Mitchell. Um, God, that would be fun. But you're obviously, if they make it out of this round, they, I don't think they go any further because they don't have that, that real second guy to help Luca out. Um, and you, you've seen every team that, that goes somewhere, um, any team that wins, like they, they usually have a second guy that can take the pressure off the first guy. And he does, he doesn't have that. And I don't think Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie could be that guy. I, he's seen, he's been flashes of that guy, but I don't see it. I don't see him being that guy right now. They have to get somebody else. Yeah. Just tell Dinwiddie they're playing Brooklyn and he'll be fine. Because for some reason that's where he raises his game is when he plays his former team. Right. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Dallas and five. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. This is just funny though, because it's like it's one of those like congratulations on advancing. Your your uh reward is a series with the Suns. Way to go. And yeah. I don't think anyone's beating them in the West. I'm not gonna lie to you. So they look so good. Gosh, man. That thing that came out the other day about Chris Paul, like we obviously already knew how good he was, but the whole, like he's been on four teams where he's been there, like their season, they set their franchise record for wins in a season is one of the most incredible basketball stats I've ever seen. That's pretty awesome. Well, he's got to win a ring, man. Um, he has to, he's got to win a ring. I'm I've, you know, I love Chris Paul. Like, I think he's, he, I mean, he it's not that I think he is one of the greatest point guards of all time. He does help your team win, but you know, he's had this thing about breaking down at the wrong time. I know he was hurt a little bit early. Like was it all-star weekend? He got hurt around there and he was out for a little while. He's back and everything. I will say this. If the Suns and the bucks both make it to the NBA finals again, I think everybody starts taking them both a little bit more seriously. Cause I don't really think anybody knows like a casual fan that's watching the NBA. They don't really know what to think of it because we had the bubble year and you know, LeBron's not in anything right now. And it's just like all of the teams that were once good are kind of on the outskirts now. So it's like, you get those two teams back together again. It's like, okay, these are the best of the best right now. And I think it would do wonders for both franchises if they both, you know, made it another year. Yeah. I, I kind of lean towards, we're going to see a finals repeat to be honest mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. Um, though it would not shock me if Harden and Embiid figure something out in the playoffs and take Philly to the finals. 
um, especially with how well Maxi's played throughout the season. Yep. And, you know, so it's going to be interesting. Um, but, you know, they also have DeAndre Jordan, who's going to be playing the non-Embiid minutes, and he can't play playoff basketball anymore. So, That's your guy, man. Yeah. So <laughs> before we get out of here, um, for doing our play-in preview thought process, um, I want to take a second and actually shout out, like, our chat this week was, like, fairly active like we had people in here like talking and claiming their territories like we got a lot we had a lot of brooklyn fans in the chat today so that was cool hi brooklyn fans we picked you guys to go to the playoffs so you can like us um (laughs) but um you know as the playoffs go on we'll be kind of doing this each and every week kind of giving our thoughts on the how everything's going to play out so be sure to tune in if you're not subscribed to our us on your podcast uh channel of choice whether it be apple spotify Amazon, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We're on all of them. Yeah. And just give us five-star reviews there. Enjoy the play-in. We'll talk to you guys soon. Take it easy.